0: Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 158 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the biggest story in the NBA right now. No, it's not the NBA postseason. It's the fact that Celtics president Danny Ainge is stepping down, and his replacement is going to be Celtics head coach Brad Stevens. So yeah, Brad Stevens will no longer be the head coach of the... Boston Celtics, he will be the president and Danny Ainge is leaving the organization. Absolutely no one saw this coming. We all thought that Danny Ainge would retire soon due to health issues he's had in the past, but nobody could have expected that 44 year old Brad Stevens, who is one of the better head coaches in the NBA, would be his replacement and not be the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Yes, the Celtics had a down season, but Brad Brad Stevens has been to three of the past four NBA Eastern Conference Finals. So yes... And there are some people who are saying this isn't a promotion for Brad Stevens. I clearly think this is a promotion for Brad Stevens. It's going to be super fascinating to see what Brad Stevens does with this roster. He now has two star players and he has to build around them and he has a lot of issues facing the team. Like, what are they going to do with Kemba Walker and his health issue? That is the big anchor holding the Celtics down. I mean, what to do with an aging point guard who can't play back-to-backs? Think about this. They rested Kemba from back-to-back so that he would be ready for the NBA postseason and then he wasn't. Is Brad Stevens going to be able to trade Kemba away without giving up a valuable asset? And the other issue being he has to try to think about what he's going to do with Robert Williams. Robert Williams had a breakout season for the Celtics. He is the only player on the Celtics who's leaving the season better than than he already was. You could argue Jason Tatum is... Reach that next level. But still, Robert Williams is the only one, maybe Jalen Brown as well, who showed major, major improvement. But the issue for Robert Williams is kind of the same issue for Kemba Walker. He's not reliable. He doesn't play enough basketball games. What Brad Stevens needs to do as the executive for the Boston Celtics is put Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown around a bunch of role players who aren't young guys. The only young guys I want remaining on this team are Payne Pritchard, Robert Williams, and Aaron Nismith, who I thought showed really good potential at the end of last season. The rest of them, the Grant Williams of the Worlds, the Romeo Langfords, the Semi-Ojolais, I'm done with those kind of players. If you're going to not pay players, get some veteran role players on this team at league minimum, and bring in some players not named Tristan Thompson, who has been to the NBA postseason. I think Tristan Thompson was kind of part of the problem last season. I didn't really like his remarks about how the regular season didn't matter. I don't think that's the right mantra for this current Celtics team. Remember Kyrie Irving had that same energy where he was talking about the regular season doesn't matter, it's all about the postseason. Then that team went to the postseason and was beaten by the Bucs. Remember that? And now the same thing happened. Tristan Thompson comes out and says, the only thing that matters is the postseason. Well, guess what? The season for the Boston Celtics is over and going into next season they need to act like the regular season matters. Now let's talk about Danny Ainge's legacy with the team. I think you can make an argument and I think this is fair. He's the second best executive in Boston Celtics history next to Red Auerbach. I mean this guy put on a show with some of the trades he made. His most famous trades were for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen to form the Big Free. That team was really bad the year before and then won 60 plus Games and an NBA championship the next year because he brought in those superstars. He traded away Al Jefferson. Yes, a lot of people look at that trade and say Kevin McHale was doing him a favor, but those were some big moves made by Danny Ainge. Then years later, he trades away Garnett and Pierce to the Brooklyn Nets and gets a ton of assets that lead to the draft picks that turn out to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, I now know we look at that trade a little bit differently. Like that was a smash hit home run back then and maybe it isn't right now because the Brooklyn Nets are still in the postseason and the Boston Celtics are at home but at the time that was a massive massive trade made by Danny Ainge and not everything that we all thought was going to happen happened because of that trade like after that trade we all thought the Boston Celtics were going to become the premier team in the NBA that they were going to become a basketball dynasty but I don't think it all fell apart due to this trade this Trade still holds up for me personally. I mean, he was really smart. I mean, Danny Ainge even talked about the fact that he was there when Robert Parrish, Larry Bird, and Kevin McHale got older, and he thought the Celtics should have traded those players away. So for him to trade away Garnett and Paul Pierce, arguably the bo- greatest Boston Celtic of all time, is a really smart move as a basketball executive, and it shows that he didn't care what the fans thought of him, which I think is really important thing about an executive. If an executive is making moves to make the fans happy, they are doing the wrong thing. And I think that's why Danny Ainge was a great basketball executive. He did what's best for the team, not what's best for the fans. I mean, his first move as Celtics president was to trade away Antoine Walker, who was a fan favorite at the time. You also have the Kyrie Irving trade. Yes, a trade that a lot of people feel differently right now about it than they did when it happened. But remember, this guy traded away Isaiah Thomas, a fan favorite, who was the last pick of the draft, who Brad Stevens and the Celtics turned into a 29-point-per-game scorer. And Isaiah Thomas was talking about making a max contract. He traded him away, and Isaiah Thomas has had health issues since, and they got Kyrie Irving. Yes, maybe that was the worst thing that ever happened to the Celtics, but at the time, that was one of the best things possible. I would still make that trade a thousand times out of a thousand times. Yes, Kyrie Irving has become a nuisance to the Celtics, but still, I'm a fan of Kyrie Irving, and I would have done that trade over and over and over again. You cannot blame Danny Ainge for making that deal, especially when some people criticize him for not trading for Kawhi Leonard, for not trading for Paul George, for not trading for Jimmy Butler. That was the one time he went all in and brought that guy, and again, it's not the only time. He brought in Garnett. He brought in Ray Allen. He has made moves for superstar players. He is a win-now kind of guy. He could have a really good team, but if Danny Ainge didn't think the Celtics were competing for a championship, he was going to make the big move over and over and over again. I also forgot to mention the trade that led to Isaiah Thomas coming to the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics took a six-man and turned him into an MVP candidate. That's one of the bigger trades in Celtics history. So for all these people that say Danny Ainge didn't always make the great trades. I think more often than not when he made trades, they turned out to be good ones. Now not all of his trades turned out to be great. There's one specifically that I think aged really bad, and it's not all Danny Ainge's fault. They traded away Kendrick Perkins to the Oklahoma City Thunder and they brought back Jeff Green. Now Jeff Green had some health issues, but Jeff Green did not live up to being a star player like his potential ceiling could have been. Now he was a nice player for the Celtics, but Kendrick Perkins was coming off a year where the Celtics lost Game 7 of the NBA Finals basically because they didn't have Kendrick Perkins, and I think the Celtics have had a rebounding issue ever since they let Kendrick Perkins go. I think Kendrick Perkins should have remained a Celtic for the foreseeable future. I don't think that trade aged very well. I think that's one of the worst trades that Danny Ainge made during his time with the Boston Celtics. I think one of the biggest criticisms of of Danny Ainge is that he only won one championship in 18 seasons with the team. Well, guess what? He went to the conference finals four times. He went to the NBA finals one more time against the Lakers. I mean, the Celtics were that big free is really the team that should have won more championships. Kevin Garnett got hurt that second year and then year free Kendrick Perkins went down and Kobe Bryant went all out in that NBA finals. I don't want to reminisce about all of that, but those are facts. That's the team that should have won an NBA championship. I don't look at any other team other than that team that had Kyrie, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown as a team that the Celtics had that should have won the championship. So do I think that Danny Ainge should have won one or two more titles? Yes, but I don't think Danny Ainge left a dynasty on the hold here. Like, I don't think he was holding them back. There are so many years when the Celtics made the conference finals where I don't think they should have, and they were also, facing LeBron James. I mean, people can't ignore that fact. This is like saying that Charles Barkley should have won a championship in the 90s. Michael Jordan was there. You can't ignore the fact that Michael Jordan is one of the greatest players in NBA history the same way you can't ignore the fact that we are living in the LeBron era. LeBron has stolen a lot of championships from a lot of teams, including the Boston Celtics and including Danny Ainge. Given his circumstances, I think Danny Ainge did a fantastic job with the Boston Celtics. Again, that big free with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, they should have won one. That Kyrie team, they probably should have won if they lived up to their potential, and they probably would have if Gordon Hayward did not get injured. Those are all factors, but the biggest reason why they didn't win more is because they were playing in an era where LeBron dominated, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson dominated. I mean. Which of those teams should the Celtics have beaten? You get what I'm saying? Like, there was never a year other than the Kyrie year, other than some of those years with the big three, that I thought the Celtics had the best roster in basketball. So, therefore, I can't call them a major disappointment in his 18 seasons as the Celtics president of basketball operations. The best I could say is he should have three titles. Winning one isn't so bad, though. Like, it's a pretty good legacy to have with the team and they were always competitive. That's something I think he brought to the Boston Celtics. He made them a more consistent organization because people forget in the 90s they were really bad. In the early 2000s they were really bad other than a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals with Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. I think he brought this organization to the next level. I think some people overvalue winning over consistency. I think sometimes it's more important to just be in the hunt year in and year out, because when you have a down year, that's when people get frustrated. I mean, some people, we talk about it with the Red Sox. I mean, the highs are so high, they end up winning the World Series, and the lows of finishing last place are unwatchable. With Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics, they were never unwatchable, other than maybe those first two seasons with Brad Stevens. That first year with Brad was really bad and of course the first season with Doc Rivers but then they quickly turned it around. I get it. Some people will listen to this and say consistency doesn't matter in the NBA. You can go from being the Knicks to losing it all to all of a sudden bring the Brooklyn Nets who were bad forever and then you get Kyrie, then you get Harden, then you get Durant and then you become winners. Well, guess what? If you go years and years and years of being inconsistent, people don't watch that. I mean, people ignore the Knicks for the longest times. All the Knicks had to do was get to like a little above 500 and then people got excited about them I think it's more important to be in the mix each and every season because it's highly unlikely you're going to win a championship every season you're not going to you're not going to be the next dynasty in basketball I don't think that was ever going to happen with this Celtics teams I mean you also have to put in the fact that players don't want to come to Boston I mean yes they got Al Horford they got Gordon Hayward Kevin Durant did not choose the Celtics. LeBron did not choose the Celtics. This is not a premier free agent market. So I think the best you can ask for from this team is to compete each and every year and at the very least make the NBA postseason. And for the most part, they did that during that Danny Ainge year. And yes, you can say that they should have won one or two more titles. But overall, I think this was a super successful run as president of basketball operations. So yeah, I would say that Brad Stevens is the second best executive in Boston Celtics history next to Red Auerbach. Now I want to get back to Brad Stevens for a second because I do find this part of it interesting. Brad Stevens was the head coach of the Boston Celtics for eight seasons and a lot of people will say his biggest weakness is that Brad didn't seem to want to deal with superstar players. I think the fair way of putting it, him and Kyrie Irving did not vibe together. that situation did not work out and even his pal Gordon Hayward ended up leaving and Al Horford ended up leaving now those two guys aren't superstars but they are star players and they didn't seemingly want to be coached by Brad Stevens for the long term so I think one could question how much Brad Stevens wants to put a superstar player on the Boston Celtics does Brad Stevens want his first move to be trading Jalen Brown away and bringing in Bradley Beal Bradley Beal is a superstar player. He is going to want the star treatment. He was second in the leading score in the NBA. He is a star. Does Brad Stevens want to deal with the Bradley Beal type? Does he want to deal with the James Harden's or after the Kyrie Irving situation is he trying to avoid those type of superstar players? I mean, does he want the homegrown talent like Tatum or Brown or is Brad Stevens willing to go outside of the organization? and bring in a superstar player like a Carl Anthony Towns or a Bradley Beal, or does he not want to deal with that type of nonsense? What I think is going to happen is I think they're going to keep Tatum and Brown together, and everyone other than them are on the block. I think they're going to keep Robert Williams, I think they're going to keep Peyton Pritchard, and I think they're going to keep Aaron Nismith. I think the biggest question for Brad Stevens is, what is Marcus Smart's role on this team if he's going to be on this team. Marcus Smart can no longer be in the starting five. It is killing them. He is taking shots away from your two best players. Make Marcus Smart your sixth man because we can all admit we want Marcus Smart's energy on the team. We just don't want his ridiculous free point shots on the team taking them over guys like Tatum and Brown. So the easy way to fix that is have Marcus Smart come off the bench and take whatever wild and wacky shots he wants to as long as he's not taking it away from way better players. This might actually fix the Boston Celtics bench because it was really bad last year. I don't know if they're bringing back Jabari Parker, probably not, but they need some scoring on the bench and Marcus Smart wants to score a little. So have Marcus Smart come off the bench, get his 13 points per game or whatever and he can still play some solid defense on the bench. He cannot be in your starting five anymore and I wouldn't be surprised if Brad Stevens does trade Marcus Smart because he must know that Marcus Smart is taking shots away from his two best players and that's totally unacceptable at this point. You cannot keep repeating history if you keep bringing back this core. Marcus Smart is going to continue to do Marcus Smart type of things if he continues to be in the starting lineup. And then you get into who is Brad Stevens going to pick to replace himself as the head coach of the Celtics and I have a few names who I'd would work. Yes, you have Mike Brown. That would be an interesting guy. I mean, this is a guy who's Coach LeBron. The Jason Kidd thing I want nothing to do with. I mean, Jason Kidd could not win with Giannis Antetokounmpo. If he couldn't get the best out of him and Mike Boonholzer had to come in, why would I want Jason Kidd? The other guy I think is interesting, nobody talks about this guy, Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager did a fantastic job with the Memphis Grizzlies. He did a great job with the Sacramento Kings. Teams that you did not expect to be very good. He got the best out of. I would want Dave Yeager to be considered for head coach of the Boston Celtics. And then you have Chauncey Billups, Sam Cassell. Evan Turner is not going to happen. I wouldn't be shocked if Chauncey Billups happened. I mean, that guy has cachet around the league. Sam Cassell is an interesting one. He was on that 2008 Celtics team that won the championship. But if you were going to bring in a coach with experience, Dave Yeager's name should be brought up. There was, no reason for him to have been fired by the Sacramento Kings and they replaced him with Luke Walton. That hasn't worked out. The same thing happened in Memphis. The teams that fired Dave Yeager are not the same as they were when Dave Yeager was there. That's a guy who deserves a coaching job in this league and should be considered for head coach of the Boston Celtics. I really like the name. Whoever they do get should be a top candidate. I mean, you have Jason Tatum, you have Jalen Brown, you have two star players, and all all this team really needs is role players around them. It will be interesting to see if they bring Evan Fournier back. I think they're going to have to because of the cap to try to bring him back so they don't lose that money. Again, they're going to have Robert Williams. Payne Pritchard looked good at times. Aaron Neesmith was coming into his own at the end. Just get veteran role players around those type of guys. Bring in guys like Andre Iguodala if they leave the heat. Bring in guys with experience. Bring guys in with cachet and bring guys guys who are consistent because that was the biggest issue with last year's Celtics team. They were so inconsistent, it was maddening. People wanted drastic change for this team and drastic change happened. Now what I think needs to happen, Danny Ainge is gone, now what needs to happen is drastic change to the roster. Just changing the president and the head coach is not enough. This roster needs to change because it was very broken at the end of this season. You can't rely on Kemba Walker, so you need to get insurance at the backup point guard spot. I don't think Payne Pritchard will be enough. Get a veteran point guard who can score 10 to 12. Make Marcus Smart your bench player and bring in a ton of veterans to fill this bench because Grant Williams, Semi Ojale, Romeo Langford, they're not enough to fill out an NBA bench. I hope this means that the Celtics are going to bounce back next season, but right now that's two B. Determined. The last thing I'll say about all of this is I really enjoyed the Danny Ainge, Brad Stevens era for the Celtics. These past eight years have been kind of unexpected. After Doc Rivers left, I thought they were in for a world of hurt, and then they went to free conference finals and they competed each and every year. No matter if you think that they were underachievers, I really enjoyed this era. I really enjoyed Danny Ainge as the president, and I really enjoyed Brad Stevens as the coach. And I hope this new era is just as good, if not better. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe.